Mom. Mm-hmm. You know who the man is? No. I don't think I ever saw him before. Does your mother have any men friends? No, I don't think so. At least she never told me about him. She always said that the kids were enough for her, that we were all that mattered. She used to say that when she got a steady job, we were all going to live good. She used to tell us how one day the phone would ring and all our troubles would be over. Just like that. One day we've had a little trouble and the next, everything was going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Well, she really believed it, too. Just all of a sudden, the phone was going to ring and all our troubles would be over. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to tell her. Tell her what, Sue? That they turned the phone off. We had the name Rowena Telford checked through R&I. We found that the boy's story was true. The woman had been arrested once on a charge of 4127A LAMC, being drunk in a public place. Irene put in a call to the waitress's union and asked them to check to see if the woman was working any place in town. They came back with the information that the last job she'd held had been six months before and that she'd been fired for insubordination and for being drunk. We showed the picture of the man and woman that we'd found at the Telford home around the department in the hopes that one of the officers might recognize the place where it was taken. None of them did. The next morning, we had several copies made, and we began a search of the bars along 5th Street. We asked each bartender if he'd ever seen the man or the woman. In the first four places we checked, we got yes answers to the query about the woman, but none of the people we talked to could tell us anything about the man in the picture. Two more days passed without results. In the meantime, a warrant had been issued ordering the arrest of Rowena Telford, charging her with child neglect. A local and an APB were gotten out on her. On the third day after we'd started our search for the missing woman, we talked with a bartender who was able to give us the name of the man in the picture. He described the man as a fry cook in one of the smaller restaurants down on 5th Street. We checked the restaurant, but we found that he'd been fired on Monday, the 28th of January. A check of his home address gave us no indication as to where he might be. Irene and I went back to the office and checked the name through R&I. Joe? Yeah. Did you come up with anything? Check the name. He's registered as an ex-convict. Uh-huh. Where'd he fall? Back in Pennsylvania. Did time for ADW. Well, we better talk to him, huh? Right now, he looks awful good. Why do you say that? What he was arrested for. Yeah. He tried to beat a woman to death. An immediate search was started for the man in the picture with Rowena Telford. From friends of his, we found that we might be able to locate him at a hamburger stand down at Santa Monica. Tuesday, February 12th. Policewoman Irene Gardner and I drove down to the beach. Should be it up there, huh? Yeah. Go ahead. Thanks. It's warm in here. Yeah. Yeah? You like to see Willis Thatcher? What for? Police officers. You're a Thatcher, aren't you? Yeah, what do you want with me? A couple questions we'd like to ask you. Yeah, I got nothing to hide. No reason to give you any trouble. What do you want to know? You know a woman named Rowena Telford? Why do you ask that? It's a simple question, Thatcher. Can you give us the right kind of an answer? How about it? Yeah, I know her. Why? What's she done now? When would you see her last? I don't know. A couple of weeks ago. Narrow that down, will you? Why? Listen, anything she did, I had no part of. We understand you were pretty friendly with her. That's not true. Sure, maybe I had a couple of dates with her. Not more than a couple. That's it. And anybody in the world could put up with it for more than that. Why do you say a thing like that? You ever know her? No, we're looking for her. You? No, I've never met her. That's how come you can ask that kind of question. And if you knew her, if you spent any time with her, you had to know what I mean. Well, suppose you tell us. She's a lush. A real lush. All the time boozing it up. It wasn't so bad that she got loaded, but she was real loud when she was tanked up. Real loud. Is that right? Sure, check around. Ask her friends. Talk to them. They'll all tell you the same story. Every one of them. 
First off, she'd have a couple of drinks. Next thing you know, any fellow with her would be trying to get out of a place without getting his head knocked off. She's always starting trouble. Sit down, order a drink. The next thing you know, some guy was asking you outside. Well, I ain't built to go outside too often. I get hurt bad when I fight. Mm -hmm. Does she have any other boyfriends? You don't listen very good, do you? What's that? I told you, isn't anybody around here it had much to do with. As far as I know, there wasn't nobody who went with her. How'd she seem the last time you saw her? All right. She had a little hangover. She always had one of those. Seemed depressed about anything? Not that she talked about. Mm -hmm. Did she say anything about leaving town? Not to me. Listen, how about giving me a break and telling me what this is all about? What are you after Rowena for? These fights you told us about. Do you ever have any arguments with Ms. Telford? I don't think that's any of your business. We're writing it down that it is. Now, how about an answer? We had a couple of beefs. I told you, you couldn't go around with her and not have a little trouble. Did you ever hit her? We're back to that, huh? What do you mean? You know the record, the time I did. You figure maybe I did something to Rowena, isn't that it? You think I hurt her? We're asking you. Well, you're way off the road. I ain't gonna try to con you. Sure, maybe I had a lot of reasons to want to belt her. I used to think a lot of Rowena. Awful lot. But that's all over. All I want her to do is to leave me alone. Stay away from me. I didn't ever hit her. I didn't hurt her, no matter what you think. All right. You gotta believe that. I guess it sounds funny. I ain't trying to fool anybody. I'm ready to admit it. I'm a bum. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to keep telling me. Not all the time. I knew it. Yeah. Nobody likes to be called a bum. Mm hmm even if you know it's true. 1.47 p.m. We drove the suspect over to his rooming house and we checked the premises. We found nothing that would definitely tie him in with the disappearance of the Telford woman. After leaving his room, we took him downtown where he was held for further investigation on a charge of suspicion of murder. We checked communications, but we found that there'd been no word on the missing woman. Her name and description had been checked through the files and missing persons bureau without results. 3.40 p.m., Frank came by the office and said that the trial he was attending was dragging on and that it would be a couple more days before he'd be back on duty with me. A petition was filed on behalf of the children charging violation of Section 273A PC, unfit home, asking that they be made wards of the juvenile court. Policewoman Irene Gardner put in a call to the next-door neighbor of the Telford woman, but we'd found that there'd been no trace of the missing woman since we'd removed the children. 5.12 p.m. We finished up the log for the day and we were leaving the office. I got it. Juvenile Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what's that address? 